A favorite author wrote, Prayer is the breath of the soul. But although the Bible encourages us to pray always and without ceasing, for many of us, prayer is nothing more than a five-minute wish list. The truth is, prayer is much more than getting what we want. Or at least, it should be. Prayer is getting to know what the Lord wants for us. It's about knowing His will. When we are able to recognize that prayer isn't a selfish pursuit, we are then able to appreciate the purpose for which God invites us to pray. Join Shauna Chung and Jem Castor in this episode as they discuss a biblical model of prayer and what that looks like in the life of a Christian. Jem Castor is an itinerant missionary from the Philippines who travels the world leading out United Prayer Sessions and Seminars. Inspired by the life of George Mueller, he has spent the last seven years relying entirely on the Lord's providence to provide for his needs and mission ventures. Listen in on this engaging conversation. Thank you so much for being here and for being willing to talk about prayer. So I guess my first question for you is... Shall we start in prayer first? Yes, that's a great idea. You pray, Shauna? Sure. (laughs) Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to have a conversation with Jem and to talk about prayer. Mm -hmm. I pray that you guide our discussion and that you inspire Jem with the words to say. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So how did you develop your philosophy of prayer? Oh, how did I develop my philosophy of prayer? I tell you before, I don't even, I don't even like praying mm. because for me, prayer is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know if I have ADHD, but mm-hmm. I'm just like this energizer bunny who hops around, run around. Uh-huh. And for me, prayer is, is like doing nothing. Uh-huh. So my prayer life before was like five minutes. Mm total the whole day mm-hmm. not five minutes per prayer session right. but five minutes compiled all day mm-hmm. and somehow the lord put me in a spot make long story short of mm-hmm. my of my very elaborate life <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. put me in a spot that uh, the lord showed me that uh, with my own strength but all my plans without him mm-hmm. nothing would be accomplished mm-hmm. so god put me in a corner mm-hmm. that i don't have any not in a choice. I have a choice, but I've seen all my options and my options are not working out. Mm-hmm. And then I came to the Lord and said, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And the Lord convicted me to, to spend time with him, mm-hmm. to pray. So I guess the philosophy of prayer is much, much more than just getting what we want. Mm. It's getting to know what the Lord wants for us. Mm-hmm. Knowing his will. But I think a lot of times when people think about prayer, they kind of see it as you did before mm. you came to the realization. Mm. And we always hear, we want to know God's will. We want mm. to know God's will. But how do you know? How mm. do you even start to communicate with God when it seems like you're just talking to the ceiling? Mm. <laughs> yes, I've experienced that. Let's let's go back to, to His will first. Yes. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to His will. Because most of the time, we are asking for things that we don't even know if those things are good for us or not. Mm-hmm. Like we are like kids who does not know really what uh, what they're asking for. If a kid, you would allow a kid to, to make a choice, mm-hmm. like what's for breakfast. Mm-hmm. Kids will eat chocolates all the time. <laughs> chocolates, bubble gum. This and that mm-hmm. ice cream is that good for the kid? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Some of us will think that's a bad analogy because we know what we're doing. We know we know what we want, but really, do we know what we want? Because can we see the future? Mm-hmm. No, we can't. We don't even know what's going to happen a day from now, even five minutes from now. 
And sometimes what we're asking is not going to be good for us in the near future.、Mm-hmm. Who knows what's the end from the beginning?、Mm-hmm. Only God knows.、Mm-hmm. Only God knows. And what's, what is God's will for us is what's best for us.、Mm-hmm. So that's one thing、I've, I'm seeing. Knowing God's will is, is really important, or, or not even knowing God's will, just understanding what the will of God is. Because most of the time we are so focused on what we want. What I want needs to happen.、Mm-hmm. We are like, we are acting like kids.、Mm-hmm. And when we don't get what we want, we throw tantrums.、Mm-hmm. Like a vegetable is good for, for the kid,、mm-hmm. is healthy for the kid, so is God's will, is healthy for us.、Mm-hmm. Both. Physical, spiritual, mental, social, and everything.、Mm-hmm. Like, I'll give, you, I'll give you an example. I was invited to go to Europe.、Mm-hmm. Nine country trip, Shauna. Wow. All expense paid trip. Oh, my. Even my visa, they will handle it. Wow. So I was so excited. So my friends and I, we were, we were so <laughs> pumped. Oh. oh, this is. And I'm a photographer. Oh. I'm a photographer by profession. I was a wedding photographer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Always the photographer, never the groom. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that particular time, I accepted that invitation. Who would not accept a free invitation going to Europe? Right. Another evangelist friend of mine invited me to go with him、mm-hmm. to Malaysia, Burma, or Myanmar,、mm-hmm. and Philippines. I've been to those places, especially Philippines. That's where I live.、Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, so I told my friend, because my thing is、uh, first come, first serve basis.、Uh-huh. So I told my evangelist friend, I'm sorry, I could not go with you because I've been invited first to go to Europe.、Mm-hmm. And I don't know what happened. I guess it was not me who, it's not my intention to say the next line, but I said, let me pray about it.、Hmm. And then he said, okay, Jem, I'm hoping that you could come. That's、mm-hmm. what he said. So I prayed with my friends who are going to Europe,、mm-hmm. the people who invited me, the people who will be paying everything.、Mm-hmm. So we prayed one, two nights, three nights. We prayed and we were praying over Skype.、Mm-hmm. And then on the second night or the third night, my friend said, Jem, you know what? This is quite wrong.、Mm-hmm. I said, What's quite wrong? We're praying. What's wrong with that? I said, No, we're praying for God's will to be done. What we are praying for is. Let Jem go with us. Mm, mm-hmm. And I know that you want to go with us.、Mm-hmm. We are so excited to go with you. My friend even bought this wide angle lens、wow. just for the trip. And I told my friend, So, what should we do? I said, Let's pray that the Lord will empty our desires,、mm-hmm. that we may know his desire for us.、Mm. And we prayed. And on the second night, you know what happened? I don't even have the desire to go to, to Asia. Or to Europe, I'm, I'm a blank slate.、Mm-hmm. And I told my friend, hey, maybe it's time for me to ask for the Lord's will. Right. I said, okay. And guess where the Lord sent me? Asia. Asia. <laughs> and, but this is what happened, Shauna. While we were on the trip, and this Asian trip was supposed to be like a boring trip because I've been to that place.、Mm-hmm. I went to, to Burma. And I was having an amazing experience. One of the most memorable mission trips that I've had was during those three country trips.、Mm-hmm. And I was Skyping with my friends who were in Europe. And you know what they said? Jem, we wish we were there with you. It doesn't make sense. They're in the first world country,、mm-hmm. they are in one of the most beautiful cities in the world.、Mm-hmm. And they wish to be with me on the third world. Wow. And then it hit me. The best. Mission or the best decision 
in life is where God wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Is what God makes for you. Mm-hmm. We really don't know. Sometimes we think we we look only at the present situation. Our vision is so limited, mm-hmm. but God sees the end from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And the question is, why don't we trust Him? Mm-hmm. Why don't we let Him choose for us? Mm-hmm. With that experience, I I begin to trust God more mm-hmm. with His will. So in everything I do right now, I've survived for the past seven years of missionary work, receiving no salary, wow. no stipend, mm-hmm. and asking no money from anyone else. Mm-hmm. Everything that I need, I ask the Lord. I was inspired by the story of George Mueller. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, I'm, I'm still existing after seven years. And what's amazing is the Lord is just showing me trip after trip, year after year, that He's not done yet, mm. that there's more. So that's, I guess, the will of God drawn out in my life. Mm. So when people ask me, so what do you want? Mm. What are you praying for? You know what? Before I have, I have been asking for, for things in my life, mm. and I've, <laughs> I've discovered in the end, most of the things that I ask, it doesn't turn out good. Mm-hmm. Like in the end, I would not even like it in the end mm-hmm. until I submitted everything to God. Mm-hmm. And every time the Lord gives me something, it blows my mind. Mm. So my prayer right now is, Lord, just prepare my heart for what you're about to give for the surprises. And I have been surprised every single day. Wow. So God is good. Mm. I'm tracking with you. I love the fact that you're you're saying that we need to kind of empty ourselves of mm-hmm. self to mm-hmm. make room for God to communicate with us through mm-hmm. through our intercession and, and our mm-hmm. prayer and things like that. My question, though, is you know for those who are put in in situations that are tougher. For mm-hmm. example, they had no choice to be in a painful situation yeah. where they're they're suffering, they're oppressed, mm-hmm. and they're crying out to God, help, help, help. Mm-hmm. How does God work in that situation? How do we communicate with God? What is the role of prayer in that situation? Mm. That's that's a good thing. That's a very good question, Shauna. Most of the time we're thinking that prayer changes God. Mm. But actually prayer changes us. Mm-hmm. The more we spend time in prayer is the more we spend time with God, the more we are being changed into Him, the more our hearts becomes inclined to be like His heart the more our minds become inclined to be like His mind. Jesus chose to be in that situation to -hmm. save us. The worst case of all worst cases. Mm -hmm. The Lord wants us to have the mind and heart of Jesus, that we may face those ugly situations the way Jesus did. Even though you'll be persecuted and all, you'll be a man of sorrow acquainted Mm -hmm. with grief or a woman of sorrow acquainted with grief, but still have that peace that passes understanding still have that joy of heaven. Last month, we were in Cuba. And sometimes we think that uh, the oppression that the Cubans have experienced was a disadvantage for them, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like their freedom was taken, their even choice of, of a good life was taken away. Mm-hmm. But when I was there in Cuba, you know what? I was envious of the Cubans. When we prayed, it's like traffic jam. It's like stampede. They they want to pray. Every time I I instruct them, let us keep our prayer short. They prayed short prayers and let's give way to one another. Man, these people just like prayed three times at the same time, five times at the same time. These people are so grateful to their God. And I question why? 
why are these people who are somehow deprived of a lot of things are so grateful? And this is one thing that I, I saw in Cuba that I didn't see in, in the first world countries that I have visited. All the draws, the unimportant things in their lives, mm-hmm. the dead weight have been taken away from them. Now they see the real need of their hearts and that is God. In our human vision, in our human perspective, we could see that as a curse. A curse because they don't have the comforts the same as we do. And that's how we define like like happiness or joy. But are we really truly happy compared to the Cubans? Mm. The way I see it, when they pray, they pray with so much passion. Their heart is, is like out there. Mm-hmm. How can you not envy that? Mm. They pray with so much tears in their voice and in their eyes. Mm-hmm. And when when you look at them, when you open your eyes, when you see them prayer, there's just this, this heavenly glow in their faces. Mm-hmm. That's why I envy the Cubans. Mm. That's incredible. And I love that story. And I love the fact that they're, they truly see the heart of prayer or the mm. core of prayer. Yeah. What would you say to people, however, who might interpret that reaction or that need Mm. for prayer as a coping mechanism. For example, I think a lot of people, they'll just say, I'm going through a hard time. Instead Mm. of thinking about it, I'm just going to pray. And they kind of see it as a Band-Aid to cover a problem. Mm. How how would you respond to that? Yeah, it could be a Band-Aid at first. It Mm -hmm. could be a Band-Aid. But the more, I guess that's, it's it's better that way than going somewhere else for solution. That's that's where God wants us to be. Sometimes we come to prayer session or even we come to this on our knees on a different spirit. But as long as we come to the Lord, the Lord could somehow work with our hearts. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the most important thing. We come to Him. And a lot of, of people go to the prayer room just because that they want to experience something. Or sometimes some people just go there to, to see what's wrong with this. Mm. And they come out a different person. And that's one thing with God. We don't go to God because we are clean. We don't go to God because our, our motives, our intentions are right. All of us have, have different or wrong intentions, wrong motives. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest reason why we should come to Him. Mm-hmm. And the more we draw to Him, the more we see Him, the more we are being changed. Mm-hmm. We cannot change ourselves. Mm-hmm. So even if it's just a band-aid for people, I'd still, I'd still applaud them for coming and using prayer to band-aid that thing. Mm-hmm. But we know for a fact that prayer is, is more than a band-aid. Mm. More than a band-aid. Prayer is, is a privilege. Prayer, when you begin to pray the way God wants you to pray, it becomes a joy. Mm-hmm. And Oh, by the way, I, I have this quote about, about prayer. Mm-hmm. Because most of the time we come to the Lord like He's a genie. Mm-hmm. He's a shopping list, a Christmas list. Right. Or sometimes uglier, a laundry list. <laughs> we think that uh, we just have to, to do this, do that. And most of the time we come to him with our own words. Mm. Because it's, it's all about us. Right. Isn't it? It's, it's all about us. But this is the desire of the Lord. It says here, I don't know what book it is. Okay. It says SPTB 15 9.3. Okay. Okay. It is his will that the Holy Spirit should indict our words. And English is not my first language, so I went and, and uh, looked at the definition of indict. Uh-huh. And it says, compose. Mm. It is His will that the Holy Spirit will compose our words and give us speech that will impress hearts with the truth of God. Mm. So, the real prayer 
or not the real prayer or the most beautiful prayer happens when it's not you praying. When your heart is so surrendered to Him that what comes out of your mouth are the words that were composed by the Holy Spirit. Mm, wow. Because what, what is happening, Shona, is because of sin, our mind is not so connected with God. Our desires are not so in line or in tune with heaven. Everything that that we do is so opposite of of God. And that is why, that is one reason why we have to pray. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why we have to pray is because we need to submit. When we pray, I guess everyone knows that the posture for prayer is kneeling down. And uh, in the ancient time, is even bowing your head to the ground. So what does that signify? It's submission. Mm-hmm. You don't pray like standing up with chin held high. That's a pharisaical prayer. Mm-hmm. And prayer is submission. And that heart, that mind needs to be submitted to the one who gives power, mm-hmm. to the one who knows to the one who who directs, who teaches, who guides. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that you're kind of flipping the perspective of prayer Mm. on its head in that you're showing or you're explaining that it is not necessarily for us, but it is for us to empty ourselves, Mm -hmm. to submit. But even if we don't, God will work with us anyway. Yes. Yes. That's wonderful. Mm. So what would you say to somebody who is trying to develop their prayer life? They're at the very beginning of this Mm. journey. What, What kind of things would you recommend that they start thinking about so I begin to to have a gratitude journal mm. like listing down the things that that God has done for me things that I should be thankful for that I have not been thanking God for because most of the time we come to the Lord with our complaints we come to the Lord with all our burdens and the Lord becomes so small and our burdens become so big mm. and have you noticed in our in our prayer time what is the percentage of our, of our thanksgiving and our praises in our prayer time? Almost nothing. Mm. It's, it's like formality. But when you intentionally think about the things that you need to be thankful for, you will realize that your God is faithful. Mm. You will realize that your God is a beautiful God, is a powerful God. So whatever it is that you are worrying about, whatever it is that you're carrying on your shoulders, you begin to understand, you begin to see that your God is bigger than that burden, mm. that your God is so capable of carrying those burdens. Mm. That's beautiful. Mm. So for those people who have a consistent prayer life, but their mm. prayer life has just kind of become stale, mm. what would you suggest to kind of revitalize oh, their prayer life? I guess it starts with understanding. Mm. John 15, I am the vine, you are the branches. Mm. If ye abide in me, you will bear much fruit. That's the problem with us. Whenever we feel we're okay, we detach ourselves from the vine. And as a result, we wither. And God is so good that uh, when we come to Him, we grow back again. (laughs) He says, we bear much fruit. We bear much fruit. You could not bear fruit of your own. And even you have a flower, if you detach yourself, the flower will die. I like the illustration of one pastor who, who broke off a stem that has a flower, he has a a congregation. Is this thing alive or dead? And the house was divided. Mm -hmm. Some people said, they're alive, no, it's dead. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know what? Both of you are right. Mm -hmm. This looks alive, but it's beginning to die. It has the presence of being alive, but it's dying because it was detached from the main branch. And that's us. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we look like we're alive, 
but we're dying inside. Mm-hmm. The only way to sustain life is to know that you could not depart from Him. Mm-hmm. If you have that understanding, you would not have the confidence to go out without spending time with a vine. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a matter of of understanding it. Of it's a matter of of urgency. Mm-hmm. When you know that your life would be in danger, you would cling on, like like there's no tomorrow mm-hmm. to the vine. And uh, I love that that quote from the Spirit of Prophecy that if our eyes could be opened, we will see evil angels contending for souls, and heavenly angels restraining them. Mm-hmm. If we have that vision, if we have that understanding, your choices, you'll be very very careful with your choices, wouldn't oh. it? Mm-hmm. So it's it's same thing with us. If we fully understood that you could not depart from, not just because that oh, if I if I depart from the Lord, I'll go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong motivation. Life is with Him, joy is with Him, and you could not have joy without Him. Remember the verse Psalm sixteen verse eleven. In His presence is fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. If you are not joyful, it means to say you have moved away from His presence. If you are not joyful, it means to say you have departed from, from the source of joy. Mm. I'll define it as well as life. If your life is fading away, you have moved away from the source of life. So stick to the vine. Mm. That's great advice. Great advice. So for those who have an active prayer life and are mm. looking for others, I guess, to bring together, mm. I know that you're really involved with prayer rooms, especially mm. at UIC, and there's been such mm. a huge turnout. And Praise the Lord. People have been changed. Mm. How does that work? How does that work? Oh, they'll not make it work. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, first of all, my life was changed in the prayer room. I was at the point of even giving up on God. Been hurt so much, been double-crossed in the ministry. Hmm. Could you believe that? <laughs> and I was having so much anger, so much hatred, and so much frustration. Ministry was my life. Youth ministry was my life back home. And if you take that away from me, it's like taking air out of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even thought of leaving the church. Wow. Got to that point. But somehow... The Lord brought me into the prayer room. I did not want to be there. I went to the conference just to chaperone my niece because my cousin, her mom, would not allow her to go if I, if I would not go. Mm-hmm. So I went there and somehow this prayer leader assigned me to be a prayer coordinator wow. in the prayer room. And I did not like prayer. <laughs> so we were there. And the first few prayers that I prayed, like first three three prayers the Lord broke the walls I was crying I was weeping it's a good thing there was just three of us my niece me and the prayer leader I was weeping Mm. I was inconsolable and then I began to realize that it's because of of the walls that I had put up because of this hatred this anger and while I was praying I began to to see this is what we need as a church the reason why the Holy Spirit is not being poured out because there's a lot of walls in us there's a lot of barriers in us that, that we refuse to, to destroy. And I could not stop thinking people needs to be in a prayer room. Mm-hmm. We should do this in every institution, in every churches. Just imagine doing that in a school, doing that in our churches. Like all the walls fall down. You know what will happen? Holy Spirit will be poured out. Mm-hmm. With that mindset, with that realization, you have this fire now that lights you up that could not be put out. 
And that's the reason why I, I got so involved in the prayer room. So leading out in a prayer session, some people tells me, Jem, they ask me a question, how many years have you been doing this? And I told them, seven years. But do not think that that is an advantage. Actually, sometimes experience is a disadvantage. Hmm. Because sometimes we think that I've been doing this for like hundreds, thousands of times. I can make this happen. It doesn't work. Hmm. Because leading out in a prayer session is not about you. It's not about your expertise. It's about the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit cannot use you, when the Holy Spirit cannot work through you, prayer session would die off. Hmm. I'll tell you this this week, this is a very, very grueling week, supposedly a grueling week, but you could not see any grueling reactions because God is just so good. First thing is uh, pathways to health. Mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then transition to GYC. I was leading out in a prayer room at Pathways to Health. Wow. Yeah, it's it's whole day. Pathways to Health is a whole day prayer session, not just 6 a.m. And you are running back and forth because there's a lot of, of patients. Worship starts at 8. And I set my alarm at 4. The Lord woke me up at 2.16. Oh, my. Monday. And I could not go back to sleep. And the next day, 2.17. Wednesday. 218. The Lord is giving me like one minute <laughs> grace every day. Uh-huh. And then I, I asked God every morning, what do you want me to do? And the Lord's conviction was empty any ounce of self that is left. Empty that. Mm-hmm. The reason why the Lord woke me up that early because I need a lot of emptying. Mm-hmm. I need a lot of surrendering. Mm-hmm. And uh, did I want to wake up at 215? 16? Of course, no. I love my pillow more than I love waking up. But God is so good that He gives me the desire to wake up when, when the Lord gives me His burden. Mm-hmm. And all through the rest of Pathways, I was sustained. Now, GYC. Mm-hmm. Thursday morning, the first prayer session. Guess what time the Lord woke me up? 219? 12.55. Wow. 12.55. And I could not go back to bed. And the Lord just brought me to my knees. Hmm. Like, prayed that whole stretch. I even called my friend from New Zealand, my prayer partner, bro, pray with me. And we prayed together at around like 3 o'clock my time. Hmm. And uh, the Lord's conviction is, again, there'd be, there'd be a lot of people in the prayer room. Mm-hmm. You could not mess with this. Mm-hmm. You have to be purged out of self. So I need to, I need to do that, that he may work. So it's not, it's not because of, of expertise. And you say it's about the prayer leader. Yes, it could be about the prayer leader. If the prayer leader empties himself or herself before God, then that's how God could direct and lead, guide and abide. We are so used to methods. We are so used to looking at things and how they did it but we miss out somehow on on the main reason how they did it Hmm. like for example like when there's an event a successful event you ask them what did you do Mm -hmm. i said oh we advertised we did this we did that oh it's so successful let me copy your your strategy you copy the strategy but you forgot the main reason why how they come up to that strategy they didn't know what to do. They came together and the Lord gave them the instruction. Mm-hmm. 
So you just use the strategy, but you didn't use the real method and how to go to that strategy. And that is coming together and pray. Mm. So leading out in a prayer session should not be led by men. It should be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm. So when the Holy Spirit works, you'll just be an audience. Mm. That seems to be the theme of this entire conversation. It's just creating space for yes. God. Yeah. yeah. And I guess this this is summed up by... But there's one beautiful quote by by this Christian author, mm-hmm. The Christian Secret of a Happy Life, Hannah Withel Smith. You may have left much to follow Christ. You may have believed on Him and worked for Him and loved Him and yet may not be like Him. Allegiance you know and confidence you know, but not yet union. There are still two wills, two interests, two lives. You have not yet lost your own that you may live only His. Once it was I and not Christ, then it was I and Christ. Perhaps now it is even Christ and I, but has it come yet to be Christ only and not I at all? Hmm. That's beautiful, isn't it? So beautiful. I guess that's one thing that God wants us to become, Mm. that it will be zero of gem, all of Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect way to end this, Amen. this episode. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank Would you, you like to close with prayer? Okay, let's pray. Oh, dear Father in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for this beautiful, beautiful day that you have given us and this beautiful life, the life of prayer. Lord, please help us to want you more than we want answers to our prayer, to need you more than we need miracles. Help us, Lord, even to pray. Lord, even if it takes if it takes bankruptcy, even if it takes me losing my reputation, even if it takes death, as long as your name be glorified, Lord, may your will be done. Lord, I pray for for all those brothers and sisters who have been longing to have a closer walk with you. Lord, we praise and we thank you that as much as we, we, we want to draw near to you, oh Lord, it is your intense desire to draw nearer to us. Pour upon us, Lord, a full measure of your Spirit. Speak to each and every heart. And may we spend most of our time with you, reading your word and just basking in your presence. Pour upon us, dear Father, a full measure of your Spirit. For we pray this in the loving name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. 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 We are grateful to Jem Castor for lending his time and voice to contribute to the GYC Beyond podcast. This conversation is just the beginning of a journey delving into the disciplines of the Christian life. We hope that you continue to travel with us.